Thank you for joining us on the Crossroads Church podcast. We are so excited to have you as part of our family. We're a community where people are welcomed home, built up, and sent out. Our prayer is for you to find meaningful relationship and belonging with both God and His people. We'd love to connect with you. Download the Crossroads Church app, follow us on Facebook or Instagram, or simply send us an email at info at mycrossroads.co. We pray that as you hear this message, you encounter Jesus and all that he has in store for you. The need for us to be looking for God to move in miraculous, supernatural ways is important to, to strengthening our faith to recognize he's moving around us in ways that we don't expect. He's interrupting the natural around us if we just take a few minutes to, to recognize. Like, I don't have a hard time believing that Moses could raise his hands and that the Red Sea would part, right? But I do have a hard time believing that Lenny would, would that God would choose to do some kind of miraculous thing through him. But, but as I begin to study the power of the Holy Spirit and I begin to, to realize that it's the power of God in me, and it, that it opens the possibility that the Spirit in me could then do great things, not because I'm great, but because there's a Spirit in me. That, that is capable of doing great things. Like you just asked about, you know, where you found God in that moment. <laughs> Literally, even now, I just think about how precious our life is. Like, seriously, when you go back to, like, the moment we take a breath on this earth is a miracle. God can, God can move. God can make this happen. God can move that mountain. And it's my responsibility to speak to those miracles, either on my behalf or on behalf of those who are around. I believe that we'll see this mountain move. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> and good morning to those who are watching online, as we said, around the country and around the world. Thank you for being part of the uh, Crossroads Church family. And also for those who are traveling. I know we have a lot of people out of town traveling. God bless you guys as you're tuning in as, uh, as well. And bless, bless, bless those who are in, in the house. You know, we, uh, we started last week, we've been doing a series on, uh, on miracles, but last week we kind of took a little detour because of one miracle and talked about a, a fence, and, uh, and it's something that we can all, all, all agree on and, and, and something that we can relate to because we all face a fence on a regular basis. And it reminds me of a story about a guy who, who had been marooned on a desert island by himself for 20 years. And finally, he's rescued, and the people come, and he said, you know, just want to show you around the island. There were three buildings up there. He said, what's that building? He said, that's, that's my home. He said, well, what's that building? He said, that's where I go to church. What's that third building on there? That's where I used to go to church. And we can get offended in any way. We can even get offended at ourselves some, sometime. But I want to tell you, this is just a confession that a few weeks ago, I remember one time we were at the beach, Sylvie and I were at the beach with, uh, with my middle daughter, Cassie. She came from Oklahoma to spend some time with us and, and just having a great time. But I got offended, not by either one of them, but by something that happened. And here's the weird thing. I made it up. Right? It was something in my imagination. I thought the person was doing something. I thought the person was doing that. And so here I am. I'm at the beach, okay? And I have the Atlantic Ocean in front of me. I have my beloved right beside me. I'm about to have my, my beloved daughter right beside me as well. And I'm miserable. 
And I'm, again, it's something that didn't even happen. It's something I'm making the whole thing up. And here's the weird thing. I missed the moment because I chose to grab the offense. And maybe you can relate to that. And here's the thing. Not only do we miss the moment a lot of times, but sometimes we miss the day. Our whole day's ruined because we've taken an offense. Sometimes our whole week is ruined because we take up an offense. There are sometimes seasoned, entire seasons of our life are, are, are destroyed and poisoned because we took up that offense and sometimes our life in general has, has done that. And so, so, you know, last week we, well, first of all, Jesus said it is impossible for us not to have offense. And that means that, uh, that probably every day, at least every week on a regular basis, we are going to have opportunities to be offended. If you do life with another human being, you're going to find opportunities to be offended at work, at school, at, in your home, in your marriage, in your relationships, wherever it is, you're going to have opportunity to be offended. But that does not mean you have to grab that offense. It doesn't mean you have to step in that offense. And it doesn't mean that if you step in that offense that you have to stay in that offense. We can be offended, but we don't have to, to stay there. And last week we took a look at this amazing, amazing woman that Jesus gave her great reason to be offended. I mean, she could have absolutely stepped in that offense, and she chose not to. And because she chose not to, her daughter was healed. If she had grabbed hold of that offense, that would not have taken place. That blessing, that miracle would not have taken place. But because she chose not to do that, to not step in the offense, to receive the miraculous in, instead. Now we're going to take a look today at a whole town that did the other thing. She, they, did, that w they were offended at Jesus. And I want you to see why they were offended at Jesus. It's the stupidest reason ever. But because they were offended... Their whole town missed out on a blessing that Jesus wanted to give them and missed out on the miraculous that Jesus was there to do. Here's the offense that we find out in Mark chapter 6, starting with verse 2. And it says this, When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue. He talking about Jesus. And many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things, they asked. What's the wisdom that has been given him? That even, and he even does miracles. Wait a second, but isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. How about some stupid reasons to be offended? He is, he is preaching the word of God to them. He is, he is bestowing incredible wisdom on them. And he's doing miracles. He's healing people right there. And instead of going, wow, this is incredible, they take offense. And you know why they take offense? Because he's one of them. He's just one of their homies, right? I mean, he's one of their homeboys. He's saying, man, I went to school with him. And he thinks he's the Messiah, I mean, I, I, I've, you know, here's his brothers. I, I hang out with his brothers. I hang out with his sisters. And he's doing miracles. And they got offended at the stupidest reasons ever. And some people, they get offended at anything, don't they? You know people like that. You work with people like that. You go to school with people like that. Maybe you're related to people like that. That it seems like the littlest thing sets them off. And they, and they, they ruin everybody's day, right? 
I mean, and, and I remember one time, well, first of all, being a pastor and being a youth pastor before that, I have been in a ton of dunking booths. I have been in a ton of dunking booths where they raise money or just do something. I've been in a ton of dunking booths here at this church. And early on in the church, I remember one dunking booth in particular because it was horrible. And what happened is this, that no matter all you had, all it took is one little flinch and you'd go flying in. It didn't even have to hit. The ball could be 20 miles away. It could hit a, a Winnebago on the other side of the planet and, and you fall in. Because here's the thing, every time that ball goes by, you can't help but flinch. You do that little motion of, oh, am I going to go in or am I not going to go in? And every time I did this, bloom, it would set it off. But then the guy, somebody came and fixed it and tightened the thing up. Then a truck could have hit it and I wouldn't fly in. I mean, somebody, wham, hit it straight on, and I'm waiting, and nothing happens. So somebody would have to go in and go, bam, to get me in. Now, you know people at both extremes, don't you? And maybe you're one. Where are you on that extreme? That sometimes it takes the littlest thing to set somebody off and get offended. Other people can get hit by a truck and not get offended. Where are you on that spectrum? Where do you want to be on that spectrum? Because over here, it's a whole lot more fun for you and everybody else if we don't take offense to everything that takes place in our, in our life. And some people get offended at the craziest things. I have seen people offended at, listen to this. He, in, in the Bible says he could do no miracles there except lay hands on a few people and heal them. And he was amazed at their lack of faith. Jesus, Jesus the Messiah, Jesus the healer, could do no miracles there because they carried an offense. And I don't know about you, I need miracles in my life. I need the blessings of God. I need those. I need those for me. I need those for my family. I need that for my marriage. And God's saying Jesus could not do miracles in the environment where there is an offense being carried. And there's two examples in the Bible of people that, are, that have every right to be offended and one person grabs a hold of that and watch what it does to them and everybody else. And the other person does not choose to do that and watch the blessing that comes because of that. The first person, her name is Herodias. And Herodias is just the female name version of Herod. It'd be like Michael and Michelle. Now, Herodias was married at one time to Philip, who is Herod's brother. And, but the problem is she and Herod have an affair. And she leaves her husband to go have an affair with, uh, with, to, to marry Herod. Well, John the Baptist, a righteous man, uh, confronts them in this and says, that is not right. What you're doing, that is called adultery. That is wrong. You need to repent. And she has a choice along with Herod. She has a choice to either repent and go, God, we, you're right. We are so sorry, man. We stepped right in that. We are so sorry. We repent from what we're doing. Or she could have got offended at John the Baptist. Which one do you think she did? She got offended. She chose to be offended. He even saying, he was saying exactly what was right. And here's the thing about that is because she chose to be offended, she's de not dealing with her junk. She decides to deal with him instead. And because of that, she wants him dead. That's how deal, deep this offense is. And that's, I want you to hear that. That the moment we get offended, start to get offended, death comes into our life. And life begins to, to, to leave. 
So what happens is they have this big party one time. Herod and Herodias have this big wingding for a lot of people and these, these, the movers and the shakers uh, of that area, they come to this. And, uh, and Salome, who is Herodias' daughter through Philip, she dances. She dances for the whole party and everything. And it must have been one whale of a dance because after she is done, Herod gets up and says, I'll tell you in front of everybody, I will give you whatever you want up to half of my kingdom she can get half of a kingdom but instead she asked her mom mom what do you think i should do she said give ask for for john the baptist's head on a platter so that's what happens herod doesn't want to look like a fool in front of everybody he's made this promise and he lops off has has his uh, john the baptist's head lopped off and handed to her and i've always wondered what was that like what was that like did she have, did she go yes or did she go, man, this is gross. And this is, did she, ever, did she ever wish she could go back on that? Because think about it. She could have had half a kingdom and instead she gets a guy's head. I mean, what a loss. But that's the choice. That's what happens. When we get offended, we start choosing death instead of life. We start choosing the disgusting instead of the, instead of the, the wonderful. Now, at the same time, on the other hand, what you have is you have this guy by the name of Joseph. And Joseph, man, you talk about reasons to be offended. This guy had him. His, he, he was daddy's favorite. He was his dad's favorite. He had many, many brothers, but dad liked him the most. In fact, so much that his dad gets him this super fly coat that, that he doesn't give his other brothers. And so his brothers get offended because of that. And then he, Joseph starts having these dreams about his brothers bowing down before him, and they get even more offended. They get so offended at him, they, they contemplate killing him, and they come about this close. But instead, they sell their brother off into slavery, and they think that's okay because they're so offended. So he ends up with some Ishmaelite traders and gets up into to Egypt, and where he, he ends up in the house of a man by the name of Potiphar, who is, who is of the guard of, of Pharaoh himself. And so while he's there, he could have been offended. Man, could he have been offended. I mean, his brothers intentionally set out to destroy him. His brothers intentionally went to try to ruin his dreams and ruin his life. That's a pretty good reason to be offended. But instead, he does not get a hold of that offense. He does not grab a hold of that offense. And God blesses him incredibly and Potiphar's house. Well, Potiphar's wife looks at looks at uh, at joseph and the bible says he is well built and handsome and so what happens is she starts getting the hots for him and she starts wanting him and she starts making a play for him and he has nothing to do with it he keeps pushing her aside he does not want that and one time she corners him she grabs his shirt says come to bed with me and he says no and he even wrinkles out of that and he runs away and she gets so offended because of what he did that she accuses him of attempted rape he ends up in prison and again instead of grabbing hold of the offense that would be a pretty good reason to be to be offended by that false accusation that would destroy his life he could do that but instead he does not and he ends up long story short he ends up second in command in all of egypt which was basically second in command of all the world because that was the biggest empire in the world at that time and then his brothers come they don't recognize him because there's a famine in the land they come to get some food from him and, and bow down, and he could have killed them. He could have tortured them. 
He could have put them in prison. He could have done anything he wants with the click of a finger. But instead of doing that, watch what he says. Watch what he says happens. He says this. He says, you intended to harm me. In other words, yeah, you tried to offend me. You, you, ha- you went after me, and, and I could have been offended. But God, I always love that in the Bible. Every time that's there, but God. I thank God that we have a but God. Intended, uh, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. He's basically saying, I'm over that. I'm not going to let it carry me down. You know what? God has put me in this position. You may have intended it for evil. God intended it for good. God's bigger than you. And I want you to know that no matter how people go after you, that God's blessing in your life is greater than their attack against you. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. No weapon formed against you will prosper, the Bible says. And here's what I love is I, I talked about offense a few years ago and I, I said this statement that many people grabbed a, grabbed a hold of and I said this, that the reason he did not choose offense is this is something we can say in our life every time this happens. Life is too short and my calling is too great to get offended. I want you to grab that and put that in your heart. Life is too great and your calling is too great in your life in order for you to step into a, an offense. And here's four things that are vital that we understand about offense. First of all, we will have many opportunities to get offended on a regular basis. The second thing is staying offended will do more harm than the initial pain. I want you to hear that again. Staying offended will eventually cost you more than the original uh, offense hits you in your life. The third thing is our emotional and spiritual well-being uh, hinges on what we do with offense. We will either stay in joy or lose that joy. Stay in peace or lose that peace. Stay in hope. I mean, it has that kind of effect on us. The other thing is whether or not we receive God's blessing and miracles will be profoundly impacted by how we handle offenses. Small people carry big offenses, and God has not called us to be small people. The Bible, stupid people carry offenses according to the God according to the Bible and God has not called you to be a stupid person here's what it says smart people are patient they will be honored if they overlook an offense one version says this it is to a person's glory to overlook an offense and what does it mean to overlook an offense it's not pretending that something didn't happen it's saying yeah it happened but I'm not going to get caught up in that I'm not getting caught up in that. I'm not going to, to dwell in that. In fact, the word for overlook is uh, in the, the Bible is written in basically two languages, three really, but the, the Old Testament is written in Hebrew. It's a very word picture uh, language. Greek is incredibly intricate, and you know what I mean. <laughs> that that it's, you can tell exactly what the person means. It's a beautiful, beautiful language. But this we're talking about in, in Hebrew. And the picture is, it's, it's two words in, into one in the Hebrew, just like it is overlook, two words into one for, for us. And it literally means to, uh, to, to pass over something. That you've got this and you pass over it. You don't get caught up in it. You go over, you go around it. You don't get caught up in it. Now the picture of this for for this, I remember going on a a hike with with my grandkids, two of my grandkids. And one of them, the the oldest, Josiah, was was about four years old at that time. And we're taking a walk and right in the middle of the sidewalk, there is a doggy landmine. You know what I'm talking about. 
There's, there's doggy, a doggy has done his, his business. And just like this, all right, here it is. There it is, right there. This is not real, obviously, of course. But here's the thing. You know, somebody may be offended that I'm, that I'm holding this. I was thinking about using a stick. We said, no, let's go for something that really looks like it. For this. There may be some people that right now you look at this and I'm doing this and you get offended because I'm doing this. And here's the weird thing is, is a lot of times we get offended at stuff that really shouldn't offend us. You know, it really doesn't matter in eternity. It really doesn't matter. And then we don't get offended at the stuff that really does matter in eternity. We don't get offended at some things that really should offend us because they offend Jesus. We don't get offended at sometimes that, that we have people we work with. We have people that we go to school with. We have people that are related to that do not know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And that should offend us that they might go into a Christless eternity. And, and that should bug us. That should really bug us. That the, the holocaust of the unborn should, should bug us. The fact that there's 25,000 people every day that die of hunger around the world. Those are some of the things. The injustice, everything. Those are the things that should bug us like crazy. But instead, we get caught up in the things that really don't and shouldn't bug us. You know, Jesus got offended. Several times he got offended because anytime somebody was hurting another person, he got offended. He got offended at the right things and never got offended at the, at the wrong things. Another thing is, is this, is that, let's, uh, you know, that, that go back to, to, to this. He was about 30 feet in front of him, and he knew what that was. It was obvious. We, we know when we see that stuff, right? We know what it is, and he said these words. He said, let's not get caught in that. Let's step over that. What a beautiful picture. And I thought, yes, I, I agree. I want to step over that. Every time I've ever stepped in that, not once has it ever been a blessing. Not once has it ever been a joy, right? It has always been, uh, been a, a pain. And so if, picture that as an offense. Because here's the thing that what we need to do is, is, is four things. First of all, that we have to realize what it is. I mean, every time you ever see a doggy landmine, you never, you never go, I wonder what that is. I wonder if that's, you know what it is. You've been trained. Your whole, your whole life, you've been trained to see that and to avoid that, right? And, and you've done everything to avoid that. I mean, there's times you just, you're just about to step in it, and you almost kill yourself to not step in it, right? You're, you're, uh, somebody in your family's about to step in that. Your children, you'll push them aside. You'll do that. You'll say, you'll scream. You'll do anything so that they don't do that. Can you imagine if we pictured our offense to be that offensive, you know? That, that say, you know, I know what that is. That's an offense that Satan is putting there in that, so I step in that, so it hurts me, so it hurts other people, so it ruins my day, so it steals my peace, so it does all those things. I recognize it for what it is. Can you imagine if we were that aware of offenses that Satan has put in our way as we are a doggy landmine, right? And the second thing is, don't step in it. This should be obvious, right? When there's an offense there, don't step in it. We can shrug most things off. Most of the things, a lot of the things, people never intended to offend us, just like we don't intend to offend them. Somebody talked about that today. You know, said, you know, I, immediately after the service, like three or four times that day, I had opportunities to be offended, and I started recognizing. You know, there was so much, there was a great response to last week. Incredible. I had people calling me, I had people texting me and saying, you know, I got over stuff that I've been carrying for years. I've, I'm now noticing what that offense is, so I'm not stepping in it. So don't step in the offense. And sometimes people do hurt us. They intentionally do that. Are we man or woman enough to do the Joseph thing and to not, 
and to not hold that, but to say, my life is too, there's a big calling and life is too short for me to get in, involved in that. And the other thing is, is this, that when you step in it, which we do occasionally, right? We're human beings and we step in it, that we do something about it immediately. I grew up in a generation that spent a whole lot of time outside. Some of you can relate to that. And we had a vacant lot next to our house, and man, all, the guys would come over, girls would come over, and we would play, man, we'd play games all the time. We'd play sports there and everything, and, and dogs hung, hung out there too, which meant that occasionally we would step in something. Now, sometimes you immediately knew you stepped in it, right? You'd go and go, oh, man, oh, gee. And then there's other times you didn't know somebody stepped in it. And all of a sudden, everybody would go, and everybody would check their shoes, right, and see who was the one that stepped in it. And if you were the one that stepped in it, you dealt with it immediately because first, you didn't want the stink on you, and you didn't want what it was doing to everybody else. Nobody enjoyed being around you while you had that stink on you, right? So what would you do? You know what I'm talking about. You would do the scrape first, right? And then you'd get in the, the, get in the grass and do this. You'd try to find a puddle, you'd do this. And if you needed to, you'd grab a stick. Let me talk about that stick for a moment. Because there's sometimes, and <laughs> people ask, what did your pastor talk on today? Well, what is this, right? <laughs> Sticks, you know. So, uh, but you know what? I mean, sometimes you need to get gross to get real, right? And here's what it is. I, there were times that as a, as a boy, I would not know I stepped in it. And I would put my shoes in the closet. And mom would go, good gracious, your closet smells like a kennel. Do something about that. And so I'd look for the shoe, and I'd find the shoe, and I'd grab a stick, and it would solidify by then, and I'd do that thing of scraping it off. That stick is important, because there's times that we can't get the stuff off by ourselves, that we've been so hurt, that we've held that offense for so long, we need some help. And there's, there's amazing Christian counseling that we have access to in the church, that so we have a counselor in our, in our church to, to do that. There's other things. Find a Christian counselor. Get at that stuff. It's caused you your life for so long. It's taken away your joy for so long. Do you want to be free? I mean, we all need help, right? I mean, if we can be real, there's all stuff that we need to deal with that, that probably, you know, I've, I've gone to, to done counseling things to get rid of stuff that I've had in my life. It's okay. It's real. Get real. Get free of that. And something that we don't do, another thing, and that not only don't step in it, but if you've stepped in it, but, but realize, I mean, release it, don't rehearse it. And you know what I'm talking about. Every time you and I rehearse what somebody did to us, it rehashes the pain, doesn't it? There was somebody a few years ago that did something to me, and it was big, and it hurt. I mean, it really hurt. And I noticed that every time I thought about it, it brought that pain back into my life. Every time I thought about it, every time I rehearsed it, it was like I was allowing that person to hurt me again over and over and over, sometimes like this.
Charlie Chaplin, I'm not. <laughs> you know, um, so why would we continue to let that person hurt us again, again, and again? Release it, don't rehearse it. And there's two other people in the Bible that I want to talk about for a moment that are great at releasing things. One of them was Paul. Paul had every reason to be offended by people because every single time he'd go to some place, there was people that would, that would come against him and he could against, got offended to them every single time. Or there's times that he was, he was imprisoned. He was falsely accused. He was tortured. And we never see him grabbing that offense. There was one time, listen to this. He, he was before a trial because he was a Christian and standing for the word of God. And nobody, none of his friends, none of the people in the church that he helped or anything ever stood with him at that time. How about a reason to get offended? And here's what it says. At my first defense, no one came to my support. Do you hear the pain there? But everyone deserted me. It's a pretty good reason to be offended. But how did he respond? May it not be held against them. I'm releasing this. So why was he so willing to, to let it go? He said this, so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. What was he saying? Life is too short and my calling is too great to get caught up in that, to step into that. I need to pass over it. And then our example for everything is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, how about this? How about he was betrayed by one of his, his 12 disciples? He was falsely accused. He was beaten. He was punched. He was spit upon. He was mocked. He was whipped, and he was crucified. And that's just the last 12 hours of his, uh, of his life. He had every reason to be offended at us and to those who arrested him and those who were killing him. But instead, on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I release them, Father, so because my calling is too great, and this life is too short for me to hold on to that. And I choose to, to release that offense so that I can forgive the, the world. You know, last week we, we did some offenses and put some of them up here. And this thing is heavy. I mean, it is. And here's my choice. I can grab that offense and I can hold that offense and I can carry that wherever I go. Or here's a cake. And let this cake represent what is beautiful, what is wonderful, the miraculous. It even smells good. <laughs> and, and so we can do one of these two things. I can't pick this up and pick this up at the same time. If I pick this up, I've got to let this go if I'm trying to pick this up. But if I pick this up, then I've got to let this go. Which one's the choice right now in our life? Where have you been offended? Where have you been offended? Are you willing to release it? Are you willing to recognize what it is? It's an, it's some, an attack of Satan against your life to try to keep you in the stink and everybody else in the stink around you. Can you if you've stepped in it, avoid it. If you've stepped in it, 
let's do something about it. And it may even need a, a, a stick. And you may need outside help in order to really go through that and get over that. And finally, release it instead of rehearse it so that you can have the blessings of God in your life. You can have the favor of God in your life. And you can have the miraculous of God in your life. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Crossroads Podcast. Check back with us weekly to hear more messages. We hope you have a blessed day.